0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. It's Tuesday, so it's time for It's My Money. This is the first It's My Money of 2022. And It's My Money, of course, is brought to you by Brentos Wealth, which was voted South Africa's top boutique wealth manager in both 2017 and 2020. And this year, we start off with the knotty problem of tax. And I received a very thought-provoking piece from Ruan Briart from Brentos Wealth. And it says here, tax versus your investments, who will come out on top in 2022? And he goes on to say... the the purpose of this article that he kindly sent me is not to explain tax in detail. The purpose is rather to indicate that investors should not always react negatively when incurring capital gains tax, or CGT, on their investment portfolio. And here is why. Rowan is with me now. Why is that, Rowan? You sound sort of quite optimistic about the fact that you have to pay CGT.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I wouldn't say optimistic. Uh, happy New Year to you. And thanks for having me, Lindsay. It's a pleasure to speak to you again. Thank you. So yes, I wouldn't say I'm optimistic about uh, or advising people to pay or to pay tax, but I would rather say when you when you see when you view the the article in full and in context, uh, I picked something up during the previous year at Renters uh, from clients phoning in, and a lot of the time they want to make switches within the investment portfolio, or they would like to withdraw capital for other users, and there's a hesitancy, and it's understandably so to pay tax. But there's a reason you pay tax. You should always remember that you can have two sides of this of this, and the one is a higher tax burden where you we've incurred a a little bit more growth in your portfolio. the other one is paying less tax, but then also you have to be satisfied with minimal or below average gains in your portfolio and That's what the article is about
0: yeah, you say uh, your 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 first real paragraph. Uh, is tax on your investment portfolio. Luckily, you say, by changing your, our point of view, we can view the glass as being half full instead of half empty. Ask yourself the following question Would you be happier by being invested in a portfolio with exceptional growth, which will result in paying slightly higher taxes? Or would you be happier by minimizing your tax burden and being invested in a stagnant portfolio with subpar returns? It's obviously the first one, isn't it? That's what you want. You want to make loads of money like probably most of your clients did in 2021 after an exceptional year than uh, than having some dreary little portfolio which attracts little tax.
1: Yes, that's exactly the point I want to make, Lindsay. Uh, we had uh, exceptional growth in 2021 and also the, the market showed a great V-shaped recovery from the pandemic lows in March 2020, so the money has been made, and uh, luckily, where our clients have been invested uh, in the offshore markets, it's been even uh, even even more so. So you have to expect that these type of capital gains tax occurrences will. Will be triggered in your portfolio when you make switches. And I think there's a lot of detail and a lot of technical stuff that clients or individuals don't always know of, and that is why we are here to to assist clients with. And that is the type of tax first of all, and also then when it's payable. So within your investment portfolio, there's mainly two types of tax. One is the it's income tax, when you draw an income from a living annuity or from a from your personal discretionary investment and the other one is the, the, the big one is the capital gains tax and a lot of clients or individuals are under the influence that as soon as your portfolio starts to show some growth over over a period of time you will automatically be liable for capital gains tax which is not the case a capital gains tax is a tax that is paid on the increase in the cost of the of the asset that you bought so it will only be triggered once you sell within your when you once you sell shares or a share of your portfolio uh, within your overall investment portfolio. The capital gains tax is not payable as soon as there is any growth in your portfolio and that's something important to remember
0: okay so it's only triggered as you quite rightly say once you liquidate a portion of the portfolio or all of the portfolio and does it matter how much you make let's say that you invested a million with brentus five years ago and suddenly it's now 1.7 million does the incremental increase mean a different level of cgt or is cgt a flat rate
1: in south africa when you're taxing south africa if you're a taxpayer in in the country You will have an inclusion rate of 40% of capital gains tax, and you will have an annual exclusion or an annual exemption of 40,000 rand. So the first 40,000 rand of capital gains in South Africa is exempted from any capital gains tax, which is also important to remember. So depending on the capital invested and the returns you achieved within your portfolio, you will have to achieve above average good returns to go above and beyond that before you... Become liable for capital gains tax, and there's also a, a little technical difference between owning offshore assets via a feeder fund or owning directly offshore assets in terms of equities in your investment portfolio. When you pay capital gains tax and you are invested via feeder funds, you get the same. You get the same play on the on the on the uh, on the currency between the rand and the dollar. When you are invested in feeder funds. The currency is also priced, the depreciation of the rand is also priced in when paying capital gains tax, when you, when you incurred growth in your portfolio. When invested directly offshore, you are only paying capital gains tax on the increase of the asset that you bought. And the depreciation of the rand is excluded in, in determining or calculating your capital gains tax, which is a huge benefit when the rand suddenly depreciates or depreciates over, over time.
0: I love examples because then I can understand uh, what you've just said. You, you talk about two examples here. in investor number one, investor number two. Number, number one, investor number one is invested in a portfolio consisting of overweight South African equity funds and some SA cash and bonds. You've achieved 7% gains per annum over five years, capital after year five, let's call it just over 1.4 million Rand. So the 1 million has gone to 1.4 before CGT paid. What happens
1: then, Ruan? So the investor one achieved the growth, like like I said, of 7% per annum over five years, compounded to 1.4 million after five years. And then you are taxed on that that growth, only on the 400,000 Rand growth that that you managed to achieve in your portfolio. And based on that, the tax will, you will be taxed according to your, to your marginal tax rate. 40% of your tax, of your, of your capital gains tax will be included for, for tax purposes, which of 40, the 40,000 grand, the 40,000 grand exemption will then come into play. And that gives you the capital gains tax of about 26,000 grand on the, on the 7% per annum growth, although 400,000 grand growth over five years, which is, in strong contrast to investor 2 as you could have seen in the article who ended up with investing in feeder funds offshore
0: yeah
1: in offshore assets he achieved about 15% and this is relatively accurate numbers I have here. It's, it's, it's basically what the the different the different asset classes returned over the last 5 years and he ended up investor 2 ended up with almost with 2 million rand after 5 years investing 1 million rand and as you can see, the capital gains tax on investor two is substantially higher than investor one. But net, the net amount is almost 600,000 rand better off for investor two, even though paying almost four times the tax that investor one has paid. And that is, some, that is the important part. And that's the purpose of this article hmm. is to indicate and show that the more, the, the more capital gains tax you're liable for, the better your growth or your returns on your investment portfolio. And you, have been. and you put it
0: very beautifully by saying, here is the important thing to remember when, when you compare investor one to invest, uh, investor two. Investor two, of course, are uh, paying much more tax but doing much better. You say you can't have your bread buttered on both sides. So if you're going to make money, you have to pay more tax. It's as
1: simple as that, Ruan. Yes, that's correct, Lindsay. And unfortunately, when you, when you do pay tax, which I also mentioned in the article, we do expect something in return uh, in terms of infrastructure, unfortunately, which we are not getting in South Africa at the moment. But unfortunately, you can't have your bread buttered on both sides. And you will be liable for capital gains tax when you have achieved the good returns on your portfolio. But there is also ways to... Tax-friendly structures, can I rather say, available to minimise the burden. I'm, I'm not saying try and pay as much tax as possible try to reduce it as far as you can or minimize it and there is friendly tax friendly structures available for offshore investments which which can even further enhance your portfolio and your overall returns over a longer period of time
0: uh, there are two ways of being invested in offshore assets you say and you're pushing this uh, number one investing in feeder funds number two investing directly offshore what do you prefer at Brentus wealth give me the two examples please
1: between those two options, you will get the same returns because both options, both invest in offshore asset classes, uh, offshore equities primarily, and you also have the same currency diversification or currency risk or hedge built into your portfolio. Depending on the client's individual circumstances, we will make recommendation of going directly offshore or investing in feeder funds. But when you want to make provision for any laws that might become applicable in future via our government, I would say taking money directly offshore is definitely the safer option uh, for sovereign risk consequences. And if the client's mandate allows it, we will take money directly offshore.
0: Yes, I must say that in two thousand and twenty one it was a, it was a spectacular year for equity investors uh, for example i, w- I won 't bring in um, cash or fixed income or any other asset classes, but even in South Africa, the jsc securities exchange, when you look at the all share index, did so well i think it was i don 't know what it was it twenty three twenty four percent higher and in the United States. The S&P 500 was something like 27% higher. So it was a really, really good year. You say a fine is a tax for for doing wrong. A tax is a fine for doing well. You will say you will be liable for one of these. It's up to you to decide which one. So this year, you would still say, have a look at diversity from your portfolio overseas. Is that, is that your
1: message here? Yes Lindsay definitely and once again it all comes down to the client's personal personal aspects, but diversification is the only free lunch in investments and we would still strongly recommend building healthy offshore diversification into your overall portfolio uh, there's still um, South Africa is only one percent of the world economy, so you'll definitely miss out on on extremely big opportunities offshore when all your assets are held up in south Africa that's that i'm I'm a firm believer of that.
0: Very good. Yeah. And that's a message that's been drummed into me by you and your colleagues at Prentice Wealth over the years. Just to end this off, do you think we could possibly replicate the performance of 2021 in 2022? (laughs) We say this at the beginning of every year and everyone says, well, no, we can't. That can't possibly happen. But you never know. What do you think?
1: Yeah, well, Lindsay. Uh, inside is 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 twenty twenty vision. It's it's easy to go to go and have a look at last year's winners and previous winners. Um, like I said, I I definitely feel there's still a lot of offshore opportunities available for especially for South African investors. Um, and I think there will be definitely be be big pockets of growth. I don't think the overall indices will perform the same as they've done for the last five to ten years, but there will definitely be room for exceptional growth when you go and, find in the, we'll go and look in the right places. I definitely feel the opportunity is still there.
0: Very good. Thanks so much for your time, Ruan. That's Rowan Breert uh, from Brentos Wealth. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brenthouse Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position,